0: Welcome to this Business of Music and Poetry podcast, where the life of a creative meets the real world. I'm Michael Amade, host of World Poetry Open Mic, the Michael Amade Show, author of more books than I should mention, musician, poet, and above all, creative entrepreneur. My collaborator and conspirator in this project is Clifford Brooks, founder of the Southern Collective Experience, host of Dante's Old South on NPR, poet and author of The Draw, of Broken Eyes, and Worldly Metaphysics, Exiles of Eden. And Athena Departs, The Gospel of the Man Apart. In this episode, Cliff and I have a part two interview with Casanova Green. He was on the show about a year ago. Casanova is a pastor, he is a professor, he is a poet, and he's an incredible musician. A pillar of the community and someone who really has something valuable to add to the conversation happening in our country right now. Without any further ado, here is our part two interview with Casanova Green.
1: Y'all,
2: you have a treat for the second time for Casanova Green, the pastor, poet, professor, family man, and member of the Southern Collective Experience. Casanova Green is back in the house, y'all. And we're here to talk about what's new in his life and how some of the social injustices that we face today are a struggle for us all, but how he has come to terms with being the spokesman for the Lancaster, Ohio movement to keep peace on earth casanova how are you doing
3: i'm gonna give the, the can answer of i'm great <laughs>
2: i'm fantastic i could not i am floating off Let's, my seat
3: so let me let me give y'all a church answer i'm blessed and highly favored of god because i am but brother's going go on a vacation so all <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know god on the seventh day did rest so you so get one up. too show did,
3: show did. <laughs> so i'm gonna go rest But in all seriousness, I'm actually doing doing quite well considering everything that's going on. You know, I clown in these interviews.
2: (laughs) You you have to. We all cry. What we gonna do, man? (laughs) Um, I just Casanova. Like I said, uh, uh, you know, every show people hear me say this that I don't flatter because flattery is the only socially accepted way to lie. So when I say this to you that I have, I may have said this on the last show we met about five years ago, and um, you you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, five, I, four
3: years ago, four
2: years ago. What okay, four. Whatever, whatever. Four. <laughs> um, yeah, picky old man. So four <laughs> years ago, we met, and um, there was a, there, there is a, there's a divine, godly light that um, you mm-hmm. radiated coming into the room that I knew, in some capacity, like you want it people want to be near you because you embody a comfort and a strength and a reassurance that I can't see that I've I've met in many people. And in the years that you and I have spoken, um, that strength, radiation, and purpose has, in in my opinion, only galvanized as you've become more, um, comfortable in your own skin and and aware of your own purpose. Uh, what I want to ask you first is, uh, you said once to me that to be associated or to date someone, a man of purpose or a woman of purpose can be uh, a trial for those who are, are trying to share that life. What points of that, that purpose do you think makes someone like you with so much uh, drive? What, what, not saying that you make it difficult on people, but what is it about that characteristic do you think is, is difficult for someone with a prophetic nature to deal with?
3: Here's, here's the big thing, and shout out to my wife, who will probably be listening to this and go, great, at a certain point. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to be yoked up, linked up with somebody who has, who feels like, who understands their purpose or is the least willing to learn, to learn as you run. Mm-hmm. Because when you're dealing with someone, a person of purpose, male, female, they are on a speed and a trajectory that, that only certain people could understand. Right, And it takes someone who has the security within themselves to say, "Okay, I'm with this person. they're moving in this direction, but let me move, I have to move with them. I have to understand where they are because even though we're moving in this direction, that other person has to be the landing has to be the landing post, yes, and my wife, during all of this, because the past week and a half of my life, I did not see coming,
1: <clears throat>
3: I was not ready, I was not prepared." <laughs> But my wife has been a person who when I'm literally leaning on the wall going, I cannot do this. I don't want to do this. She's coming up to me going, but God called you to it. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: God called you for this. God called us for this. Get off the wall and go handle business. Mm -hmm. Still make remember you got a whole wife and kid at home, but still (laughs) 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 caveat right right yeah. you have this three-year-old, three-year-old who look just like you <laughs>
2: <laughs> can't deny him if you wanted to so come I, on i really
3: can't so <laughs> i have to so you know have that per a, a person of per- being with a per- person of purpose means that you got to be willing to support them and be mm-hmm. willing to be to be that shoulder they need, they need to lean on but also that voice of reason who has, who doesn't care how much purpose you got will be like hey hey remember here remember right. home remember where you you supposed to be here mm-hmm. and um but when two pe- people of purpose come together, it can be beautiful. But it can also, or it can be destructive. Ah, Cause, yes. Because you, because when you're walking in purpose with someone who has purpose as well, who's like, this is, and um, let me put it to you like this: everyone has purpose. Everybody has a purpose on the earth. There are some people who are gifted. I'm gonna look sl- sound all holy and sanctified because y'all know what I do. Um, who are gifted and anointed to do certain things, and it takes a special person to be able to run that race with them. So if you are like I got purpose and I'm heading in this direction, you gotta find somebody who, who they if they have purpose, then you'd be heading in a similar direction. Mm-hmm. And also have respect for your game as they would have and, and vice versa. It has to be mutual respect to move forward together. Otherwise you'll become jealous and it will break apart.
2: Right. Yes. I think I agreed to that way too passionately,
3: mm-hmm. but that, that, that was a word. That was a word for somebody. somebody. <laughs> you needed that word today.
2: <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Now Casanova, um, you, you have a purpose and, and, and this, sh- this show does not shy away from the, the concept of of a prophetic nature in what we do as human beings. Uh, I first, you and I began to talk about years ago, um, the prophetic nature Segueing just a little but not much because all the psalms were poems when you write poetry that's how you and i got you know really close to begin with you first sat down with me and said there's a prophetic vision there's a purpose of divinity and and some poets to get their word out there how do you take that divine spirit and purpose and funnel that into your your poetry
3: well (sighs) you're getting at something um I write from a, I said this, I know I said this last year, but I'm going to say it again because it's the whole truth. I write from a place of revelation, not from a place of rote. I write from, a, that means I'm not sitting here, I'm like, oh, I'm going to write a poem today. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. It might be crap. It's going to be beautiful because <laughs> it's a poem. This is, I, I've learned in my life, in my 32 years of life, 23 years of ministry, three years of pastoring, that sometimes the, the best thing to do is just sit down and wait on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or if you serve a different different deity, wait wait on them. Wait. Mm-hmm. Like me, I wait on Jesus because I right. need because for me, I've learned to not speak. Wait. Digest. Then say what is needed for the moment. Because a prophetic voice speaks forth. The job of the prophets in the Bible were not to be Mr. Mr. or Miss Cleo. Walking up to you, going, "I have a word for you, you free reading. Right, like, call me now for your free reading. No, that's not, no. The job of the prophet was to be advisors to, king, to kings and queens and speak what God is saying in the moment to point them in a direction that aligns them, that affirms their alignment with God, or puts them in alignment with God. Mm. And you know, and the, the prophetic nature of poets is that we we see things differently. Creative people see the world differently. Than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Some people call it the third eye, which I'm like, Ugh, about that. But anyway. <laughs> right. But we see things, we see things from a different we're, we're like some animals that, like, you know, we have three cones in our eyes. That's why we see, that's why it's like red, blue, yellow. Mm-hmm. But some animals have like four or five cones in their eyes. And it's like, okay, we got red, blue, yellow, but we got the ultraviolet spectrum. We got, the, we got infrared. Mm-hmm. Like, But as, as poets, as creators in general, we are, we are called to see the world differently. With me, though, as in the as being both a cre- being not even both a creative, an intellectual, as well as someone who is who has a spiritual side to them. God got jokes, and He melts the three together. So I'm I'm writing I'm writing poems because poetry is my go for broke. I say what I want. Space songwriting is okay. I'm writing for the church. Actually. The next album that's coming out is I'm writing for me. This is what but it's speaking to now, like it's hitting me, it's for me, but it's speaking into now, like it's it's part three's fire. But anyway.
2: And, and we're gonna <laughs> get to your music. we'll get to music. Music. We it. Ev-
3: Go ahead. But with, but with everything that, but with everything, I have to be willing to speak what God tells me to speak in the moment. Mm. And it comes back to the concept of surrendering your gift.
2: Amen, amen. And and I don't mind bringing this up. Is uh, when we went to Reinhardt in, in your MFA program when you got your master's, that was your whole project. Was t- tell us about the project because I mean, again, I think it goes farther on because it was it, it was my it, and no joke. Don't okay, who hears it. It was it was my favorite moment of all the projects because of the fire you brought to it, and it's one of the only times I think I saw the entire crowd just hush about it. Tell us about that project. How, how oh it,
3: man oh. Uh, it shall spring forth, making writing revel- revelatory. You know, I'm mm-hmm. still teaching that. Like, I'm still I've been as
2: that. you should. I was there, <laughs> your first
3: student, <laughs> and it's about writing from a place of revelation. And what I meant from that is looking at your experiences, and assessing, reconciling, and transcending beyond them to create good writing. It was early me explaining my writing process to people, and I mean, it's fine like that. The times I've, I've presented it, about I've did it twice in person, counting that session, and then once online. Mm-hmm. And just really sitting down and looking at people going, look, your words have value, but you gotta deal with the you first because nobody deals with the writer. Mm-hmm. People want product. People like look people people want product. They're like, give me, give me them words, give me them poems. But they don't deal with the writer. And I'm like, I don't want to see anybody else put their head in the oven. <laughs>
2: No Sylvia Plath jokes, not a one. Stop it.
1: Move on.
3: Move. It's it's like like I don't want to see that. Like we like I did my research. I did my um, MFA critical thesis Mm. on James Wright. That man could write his butt off, but that man was troubled. Yes. Like honestly, it's a shame that he is not studied as widely as other people are because he brought it. Mm. But his but his troubles. So I'm like, that right from a place of healing, right from a place of not just healing, but restoration. Yes. <laughs> Clifford, if, y'all, if y'all can, Clifford's like, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's just, because it's true. Because it's true. And how, how did that writing poetry, how, how, did that, how did that, does the revelatory nature of, a, like say, a sermon come from a different place, a different source than that revelatory power of writing it in poetry? Or, or did they merge?
3: It's the same place. It's literally the same place. Like I'm not the type of person. Like some pastors are, like, "Oh, I study for hours for a sermon. I look mm-hmm. at the Hebrew and the Greek and the and all this <laughs> stuff, and look at the Matthew Henry and all that stuff." This is me. Okay, God, you've been talking to me all week. I gotta preach this in twelve hours. <laughs> Can you make this make sense to me? And there have been literally times where I've walked up with and. Like some like they like I have this whole format I learned and write like there's a, like if you look at my sermons it's like a hodgepodge of the format with the indentations and the colors and all that stuff and then there's sermons I have written in journals mm-hmm. and all I wrote was scriptures right here's the title here's the scriptures or better yet I just grab some some it notes put it in my Bible and just go
2: because, <laughs> because they can't see it they have no
3: idea
1: you know
3: what? like man you preach you got the notes nope. I actually listened <laughs> back to hear what I just said. <laughs> that it comes, but it but it all comes from the same place because and this, I guess, this is the, the, the tone for tonight. Surrendering your gifts. Like like offering your gift. Like this is what I have. This is what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm blessed to preach. I preach, I love preaching. Actually, I love it more than singing. Like, mm-hmm. I will i I love it. Like, if I can't sing no more, I'll still preach. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Like even writing, right? Even writing music comes from that same place.
2: Exactly. What
3: I love about the poetry side of things is that I get to say what I want. <laughs> I don't have to hold back. But, and you have to have that outlet,
2: or your head'll blow off. You know, I, I,
3: like I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to sit here because I wrote a poem called um, "Like Am I a Christian Poet?" Mm-hmm. and be wrestling with the idea because when we put, when we use God as the Okay, I'm going to put it to you like this. God is supposed to be the foundation of everything that we do. Everything is built off of that stable foundation. He's a firm foundation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the stability that the whole house is supposed to be built upon. Mm -hmm. What happens is people build a house, but then they throw God on after it. And for me, I could be talking about some messed up stuff, because I've been through some stuff in life. Mm-hmm. But because God is my foundation, you, I learned that through, our, through our, early American, um, our early American writers, that they understood that principle of, yes, God is my foundation. God's the foundation of everything. Uh, one of my favorite poems is called Upon Burning of Our House. I think it's Mary Wollstonecraft, I believe. And she literally is like, my stuff's getting burned up. My house on fire. <laughs> but hallelujah. But my house's still on fire. <laughs>
2: I believe that's the ad lib version, but, but I got, <laughs> you still right. you still right.
3: She, she's like, thank you, God, but my house on fire.
1: <laughs> 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 for
3: me, I, like, poetry is my playground. I'm able to actually, I'm able to really speak what I need to say because the beauty of poetry is, it, it's like a good meal. You can, like, make it look all good and the, the sneak some veggies in it and you wouldn't even know it. Right. I could bake you a, a chocolate cake and put beets all up and through it, but you wouldn't know it.
1: <laughs> That's the best one I've ever heard. Uh,
2: it when I, now again, I'm not trying to you through these questions, man. But it's just it, talking to you is just is it, a fire. I mean, you said before that you know every Sunday you have um, your videos going to church. You have you know your, your your morning thoughts, and I'm not a nice person. Wait 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 wait. I'm not a nice person the way I would just tell you something that that's flattering because flattery is the only socially accepted way to lie. I truly believe right. that. But every Sunday you come on and you, and, and, and you you bring, you have a, you have a, a humanity in your divinity that allows you to sit there and talk to people in such a way that you don't get pushed away by I'm being preached at. You have funny in it, you're in your car and sometimes you're like, Lord Jesus, I'm tired. I'm going to church. I can do this. And, and you're not making a joke. It, it's, it says so much to people because I think that there's a, False facade around those who have that passion and the preach for God that y'all don't have doubts, that there's that y'all don't get tired, and so you get up, but you, ne- you never complain about it either. This is what I do. This if, if you have a purpose that you get through this, you move on. And even my mom was like, If I don't share your stuff on you know on Sunday, I shared it, Cliff. Where ain't you sharing it? I'm like, all right, mama, damn, I'm on it. Good lord, and then my mom and daddy love him to death. Just said like, this is not even a joke. Um, but Casanova, like you said before, also, are your sermons online as well? Like your previous ones to go back?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: So, yes. <laughs> all right. That sounded dubious. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> I, before, <laughs> before I forget, like, how, how do people keep up with your, your, pre I call them pre-sermons in the morning on Sundays, and then how do they find your sermons
3: online? All right. Online? So- so to to get the on the way to church with cast, which if I'm on vacation, it's not happening, hollering. That's fine. We
1: don't
2: hold a grudge. We get <laughs> go it. Go back you and watch an old one.
3: <laughs> go back and watch an old one. Um go but on. um if if you're on my personal Facebook page, which I'm about to hit my friend limit, y'all, so uh just follow the page. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll get be able to catch them there. Cause okay. I tried to do it to my um to my professional page, but it didn't have as much as effect
2: yeah yeah i had the same problem did, with my artist it not have
3: much of an, of an effect on my professional page than on my personal page so i'm like let's just keep it there it's on my personal page to search my gotcha. name it's me looking all actually my my profile picture is me pointing up in the air which we'll talk about that picture that whole that whole event that's that me you that i ain't forgetting you and then um you can catch our messages on facebook true vision just search true vision christian community we are the first one that will pop up. It's our logo on like a gradient background. Mm-hmm. You can also find them on YouTube. subscribe to our YouTube don't,
2: <laughs> don't whisper YouTube. it subscribe to his YouTube you
3: <laughs> scribble y'all subscribe um, <laughs> you can also catch them um on we have a pop we've had a podcast since 2018 yeah, and we post um our Sundays and we've been doing midweek gatherings on Wednesdays focused on race. listen to them. they will bless your life um. Mm-hmm. You can search our True Vision Christian Community, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, also the Podbean app because Podbean is our host, job at Podbean. Right. So, so reach out, so you can catch those, and listen to those at your leisure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's how you can listen to them. you can you can catch it. Like we, we, there's some good. It's it's been it's been a really powerful season in the midst of everything that's been going on. So I encourage you listen to those words. And also, shameless plug, um, we are, we've actually opened our membership to anyone in the world.
2: Awesome. So well, that's what's needed. That's what's needed, brother.
3: So if you're listening, if you're like, man, I want to be a part of this. I want to like, you know, and it's not going to be like you just hear you don't hear from me. You don't hear from me. But right. <laughs> right. Um, you can find that information at TrueVisionLancaster.org on how to be a part of the church from any anywhere, anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. You can be a part right. of us.
2: Now we're gonna get into some deeper subjects, but before I do, I, I want to hammer on this um, poetry book that we're gonna have come out during uh, the fall and the Southern Collective Experience Press. Tell us about this book.
3: Oh, yeah, you on the spot. You on, the spot. on the spot. All right, answer so, my question. So when I wrote my, my my creative thesis, I said, "Listen, I ain't doing all this compiling and editing for nothing." <laughs> And I was just sitting there, I'm like, you know, I, I I felt it in my heart of this book needs to be published. And I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to force it because I got unseen things to do. At the time, I was also doing the develop the writing work because God was like, get these albums out. So I was getting it, working on the albums and everything. And then um, Sir Quinford is like, hey, we're starting to press. We want you to be the first official book. And I'm like, okay. And I looked at stuff. I wrote, I think I wrote a couple new pieces. You looked did. at some stuff, put some things in, and, and created this collection called Things I Wish I Could Tell You. Love that and title. There yeah. is, and it actually came from a notebook that I have. Hmm. And I sent Clifford. I'm like, I want to look like this. Clifford's like, no, nah, son. But But the <laughs> notebook, this notebook has been with me for almost 10 years. Hmm. And I literally used it as a way my initial plan was for that to be a book. Me speaking to my students, but I never could write it. I never could get that. And you know, I was looking at titles, and I'm like, I'm like, I've used the journey theme all through these CDs and something else. And it was really things I wish I could tell you. It is you hearing about my journey, but it's beyond what the music could say, beyond what I would freely tell you, on face to face. But it's a, it's really, it's very, it's deeply personal. Mm-hmm. It's, it has, it has a prophetic edge to it. Especially read the one. What is it called? There's a section for church folk. There's a whole section for church folk. <laughs>
2: Does it say that in the page break? Church folk for church folk. You know should. which what it is. You
3: know which you know what it is because it's all yeah. holy and sanctified. <laughs> all right. Okay. There you
2: go. Open it up. All
3: right. There. And the thing is, I set it up to where it wasn't just one big old long book of poetry. It's sectioned off. Good man. So that way, everything. So that each section has its own personality. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, um, I think one section is letters to Theophilus, the friends and lovers of God, poems about my son, you know, family, stuff like that. That, yeah, yeah. The holy and sanctified section is in there. So you go.
2: And I mean, but again, I, it, I mean, it's, I don't know, this is kind of bad battle left field, but I mean, I, I personally don't like books that stick to a theme because by mm-hmm. page eight, you'd be like, I've already read this. Um, in your conscious de- decision to make this, uh, very in theme, did you did you did you find some parts of you that came out and did these different parts that like oh i didn't know that was going to come out i didn't expect that to to come out in this section was it was the the revelatory experience not just religious but also a personal nature
3: yes um i had to really use that um there's only one poem that was written about that i ever written about my mother is like came mm-hmm. book and i kind of especially this year being the 10th anniversary of her passing um, I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to navigate this, and I actually wrote this, dur- wrote it during my time at Reinhardt, and I just couldn't hit. I just couldn't get the right edit, and I went and I kept reading it, kept reading it. I put it in the critical in the creative thesis, kept reading, it, kept reading it, and I was literally praying, like, dude what do I do with this poem? Do I keep it? And it's like as good as it is, just put it in. This is fine. Just put it in. Um, dealing with my his like my past histories, like the the opening poem is called "Unpacking the Journey." And, you know, and it's the prologue to the book. And it just is like, let me just warn you now what you're about to see. Like one of my, my favorite line is like, like faded rainbow colored sneakers, like talking about stuff with sexual identity, all that stuff. Like, that's my favorite line. Yes. It's, it's like, it's like you, you if you, if you don't pay attention, you'll miss it, but it has so much punch to it. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about, and I, like, it literally says, this is what you're about to get. This is about to be messy. This is about to be dirty. But not dirty like mm,
2: yeah. I know, we all know. You just said preacher, you're good. <laughs>
3: <Right>? <laughs> not, Jimmy not Jimmy
2: Swagger. not Jimmy Swagger. You, you. <laughs> <Why
3: y'all don't... laughs> look, look, he got it right. He got it. Like I, yeah. I watch his TV network sometimes. He got it right. But anyway. <laughs> I have against you, God. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. That's the last time I entered it.
3: Anyway, but you know, like you get to see the 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 messiness of the journey. And because yeah. I think a lot of people who are Christians will literally sit there, and they will be like, oh, I was, we were talking about this over breakfast today. You know, people get amnesia. Mm-hmm. They don't, they forget where, where, where God brought them from. Right. But remember what God brought what, what you in right now. Right. So it's just, it's that, it's, that it's, a, it's an unveiling, and it's also allowed me to dig through the experiences that I went through to move to the next phase.
2: Now, I wish I'd asked you, but you wouldn't happen to have one of those poems on hand that you could read to us, do you?
3: Well, you know, after perusing my cell phone, I think I have something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually going to read the Unpacking the Journey poem.
2: Thank you, Jesus.
3: You won't give me trouble. All right. Attention, carpet baggers and muckrackers, tea spillers and gossip pundits, I have some dirty laundry to tell you. Stinking piles of rags vacuum sealed for years until crap piled flat and low. Yet I really needed one shirt. The white button down covered in black curvy script tucked away in God knows where. The bag ripping began and I found pain plastered pastels, gray faded rainbow sneakers, hats abused and misfolded, wrinkled dreams still tagged from the store and an amalgam of delicate experiences that need gentle cleaning, knotted and moldy moments, because I refused to spring clean. <laughs> it became too much, too overwhelming, rifling through the messy monsters and ugly patterns 30 years accumulated. So join me, Christian cowards, staunch hypocrites, broken deplorables, and the judges dreading justice double-edged sword. Watch me unpack and make room for more.
2: I love it. I love it. I love it so much. It's And what people, I mean, again, it, it, it's... I've I've rarely found a poet like you. In fact, I'd be I'd struggle to do that because so many that I, in my opinion they either stick to the mundane, the the secular, the, the the grotesque, the shocking, or they go so much to the I'm too worried about being a Christian. I can't say my real ideas that you lose the author. Each each of, you have this way of of merging the mentality of of the human condition to a higher point where we can connect and get beyond that. And I think it's perfectly encapsulated in that poem, which is the one I was hoping that you could read because it it, it, it has a grit to it. But when you're done, it makes you think without being uncomfortable, but you, it puts you in a place of, I need to do something. I need to listen to this. And it, to me, it's, it's what drives that entire book. And it's, it's the passion that, I, like I said before, when I met you, it you radiate with it. And I think that to segue into <clears throat> the next part of it, Um, about how you have become truly a, a, a man of God and spokesperson in Lancaster, Ohio, um, after the George Floyd, uh, murder that has galvanized this country. And I watched you, um, and how the, the, the local paper and media grabbed, grabbed onto you as, as someone who was speaking just like in your poetry, the same blending of let's work, let's not hate, let's get this focused why do you think, in your own words, that when you got out there, cause as I understand this story, we were talking about this the other day, that you never walked out there going, I'm going to be the guy the point, dude. When you got out there and you spoke, people showed up and tell us the message that you gave that you feel just just brought these people together into a peaceful understanding.
3: So um it was a gathering of led by the black leaders and pastors um, in town. There's actually there are four four Black pastors, including myself, and then we had um, a lovely lady named Holly Saunders. She's a historian for the Black Interest Group, which is in Lancaster. And we we came in on a Monday, came to the conference room in the building I'm in right now on a Monday. Planned it Thursday, it happened. And you know, I was just in the background doing my thing, and then you know, I was the last to speak because we did it by I kind of tried to do it by seniority as best as I could. Right. So I was the last to speak because I'm the new guy. <laughs> um, I sang "Moving Forward" by a whole lot of people. <laughs> 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 so I sang the song "Moving Forward," and you could feel the shift. I sang. I stopped singing, and what I did, I walked down. And I said, "Let me come down and talk to you, not at you." And I had, I wasn't walking around with notes. I had nothing prepared. I didn't have a Bible. I just said, "God, you about to speak." I don't know what you're about to say, but I need you to say something. <laughs> right? So I I began. I just I talked and I talked about I broke down revival the the what revival is in Joel two and I'm like the first step for revival is personal repentance. We've done that because we, because the individual repents, the corporate man comes together. We're doing that. We're in that right now. We're at level two. Level three is restoration. I'll restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Mm-hmm. And then, after that, is revival. Right. Like, like the thing is, we have to deal with this first. We have to come together on this first and realize that the reality of racism is real. I've mm-hmm. been talking about it for over a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was talking about this before all this went down. Right. Racism is a reality. And we, as, and then I, I, I'm, I'm brave enough to say it the church has has culpability in it so we got to get it together let's let's deal with this let's go, let's let's deal with it on the individual level so that way we can deal with it on a corporate level so that way we can see the fruits of it and I'm talking about how you know I talked I said something like white privilege is real mm-hmm. but white but privilege is access all of us have some level of privilege but the but the job is not to it, oh pri- use that use that same energy use that privilege to give access to someone who doesn't Amen. Because Amen. because my my elevation is not to, to to your dismay. If I get my come up, all of us get our come up. But people had never heard it like that before.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: People like people are because you know I can I'm pro black. I'm young, gifted, and black. I'm pro black all the way, but I'm not anti white. Because if I was anti white, I'm anti half of who my child is. Mm-hmm. I'm anti-my wife. I'm anti people in my own, in my personal, in my family. It's like so my so like you know, people have never heard the whole my elevation, my up my uplifting is not to your detriment. And I think that's what opened the floodgates.
2: It is. It is. And I I want to bring somebody else into this spiritual so girl. You may have heard his name, Michael Amade. I heard
0: Sitting here in the back, just listening, you know, just, just taking it all in.
1: All <laughs>
0: all so, you know, um, something that a theme I've been, I've been hearing this whole interview and I, we might've even brought it up in the previous interview. We did. You're talking about sitting there and you're waiting for, uh, for, for God to, to come through you. Right. And it's, it reminds me of Quincy Jones with that whole thing that you're waiting for God to walk through the room and there, and, uh, I remember some musicians saying, well, why is God so unreliable? And he said, well, in order to teach you to wait. And, uh, which I I think is powerful. Now the the thing that I, I, is, is hard it is to talk about it in this way. It seems like, you know, there's, there's always times where ideas, the time has come for an idea. The Time has come and man, this idea has been a really, really long time coming. Like, and I, I just, first of all, I applaud the, the, the message that you're, you're putting out there. Um, but I think one of the things that Cliff and I are really happy to do with this show is to, to kind of, you know, the people who listen here give the space as well to you, because I think, I think you're really articulating it in a beautiful way. Um, You know, I think the whole idea of we all rise together being a a, a big thing, how can we put more of a spotlight on, uh, on, you know, poets, musicians people from the community that maybe become marginalized somehow. Um, What, what do you view as uh, our responsibility or our ability to help them? In this endeavor,
3: use your access, use what you got to bring someone else up. I cannot stress that. I I, am literally, I think about the fact that I'm a black man who's educated, highly educated, about to go back for round three. The blessing of the, and looking at where I came from because. My family, I didn't. I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. My mom, my mom would look at us and be like, "You know what, silver and gold have I none. We had none of that." <laughs> huh? I grew up. I I was born and raised in in poverty until like the the end of my childhood.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like I know what it's like to be on welfare. I know what it's like to literally have my kindergarten teacher look at me and say to me. You're just another N-word. You will not succeed. Oh. Kindergarten, 1992. I'm a saved man, so I won't put it, I won't put, I won't put it on blast. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, under, looking, even though my mother was a proponent of education, understanding that statistically the odds were against me and i am grateful i am grateful for the people in my life who use their privilege to give me access to the things i have now for art for artists for creatives if if you have money if you are an artist who has money you have platform and i love like beyoncé and a few other people do this use your money and your platform to create a platform for someone else
1: mm-hmm.
3: like You know, if you're having a poetry reading, sometimes don't go for the big names. Go for the dude that's down the street who's been hustling and writing and stuff. Train them up. Share the knowledge that you have, that's been, you've been blessed with, with other people. Like, I miss teaching high school because I was literally sitting there, oh, you're a rapper. Let me walk you through this process so that way you don't get screwed like I did in 2016. Mm -hmm. Like, like oh you want to be a poet okay let me look at your work and not go oh this is horrible let's like let me teach you how to do this let me teach you about about literary devices let me teach you the stuff that they won't teach you in an english class let me read this person let me walk you through this process let me use what i've been blessed to have to help you move forward and with and then teach you that culture so that way when you have your platform when the next person is behind you rather than going well i got mine you need to get yours no let me help you get yours if you can finance it, finance it. If you can teach it, teach it. If you can plan events, plan the events. Give people the platform. The thing is, you guys are really are doing this right now for me because literally, people don't call me. <laughs> it's
2: not the only reason. We, I was the only one that would answer your phone call. Please.
3: <laughs> like, you know, just it's, you know, you're, you're using what you ha- what you've been blessed with to give people like me I'm 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 a black man in Lancaster, Ohio.
2: <laughs> I don't know what to do with that bag. Like, <laughs>
3: like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I've been in the trenches and everything, but you know, also it goes back to that waiting thing. Right. Wait. Bible says, "Wait," I say on the Lord and be of good courage, and He will strengthen your heart. Like, I, like you know, I and Cliff would tell you, i will be fussing, people don't be calling me, blah 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 blah, but it mm-hmm. wasn't the right season.
1: Right. right.
3: So. To people who are, to, to my young and hungry people who are like, I want that platform, I want that, weight. I told somebody this, it takes small steps to get to a big platform. It takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of surrendering your pride to get to where you want to go.
1: It,
2: I have to pause it. I'm serious, man. It's the first time that when you stop talking, I'm like, I have to digest these things. Was it the Apostle Paul that said that to, to each is given their own gift? Some have prophecy, some have. Is that kind of what is is that? Is that what you're talking about? That you find out what they're find the people's divinity and then then grow that.
3: Everybody like everybody has a gift, and the thing is, our gifts are supposed to work together for the common cause of the kingdom. Yes, that's what people fail to realize. If everybody was a hand, we would be the thing. Right. If if everybody was an eye, that'd be weird. Because the thing (laughs) is, you might be an eye, but you need the brain to you need the brain to see. Mm -hmm. Right, you need legs to walk in the direction that you're seeing. You need arms to pick up the thing that you're seeing. so like everybody can be a, everybody can't be a voice, people like because especially being a voice in right now, right, there's a target on you. Yeah, So yes. you have to know your wheelhouse, know your gift, and how what you have to offer, and this is both at a secular as well as a, um a spiritual level, know what you have to offer. And see what you have, what what you have to offer. How will that work for the greater good?
1: Gotcha, gotcha.
3: Because because boo boo, this ain't about you. This ain't about <laughs> you. This is about <laughs> what do you, what gifts, what do you have to bring to the table? What do you have to bring to the potluck? What mm-hmm. do you have to offer so that all of us are able to move forward in the way that we need to go?
2: And the way we need to go is forward and fearlessly and safely and with, with love. And this may be a huge question. I mean. How do you see the George Floyd murder changing the way, the course of, 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 of the way that America sees race? I mean, it's, 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 it's been a, it's been a frightening time. It's been an illuminating time. And it, 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 I don't think anything good has ever happened without some level of severe discomfort, because I wish it wasn't this way, but it's that severe discomfort that makes people go, Oh, this is an issue. And you want to look at them and go, this it, what it has been that way. How, do you think that this is going to change for the better the community we live with in America?
3: I preached the I preach the sermon at the start of the year said, called "Something's Happening." Our mm-hmm. theme, my, my church's theme for this year is "Something's Happening." Ignite full throttle. It spells shift. Something's yes. happening. Ignite full throttle. So I started the message. I started the message. Something's happening. And the one line I really kept that kept resonating in my spirit. Was that suffering is necessary for your advancement? Yes. And we are that we're the point we have suffered long. And and looking at the George Floyd situation, I said this in my life that I had with my church about you know you're dealing with a with a population who is traumatized and they've been triggered. Because you have to think about it, George Floyd was 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 the um, straw that broke the camel's back. Because we had four incidents happen. Mm -hmm. We locked up in the house. Mm -hmm. And the bam, 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 bam happened in succession to the point it was like, you know what? Enough is enough. We have suffered enough. And that Mm -hmm. we're getting to the point of we're not laying in this bed of affliction any longer. I'm going to get up. I'm going to move my legs because something's about to live from this. Mm -hmm. So I was sharing with with a group of people about, you know, the timeline when these things happen. There's an outcry. Then there's the funeral. And as soon as that body hits the ground, we got two weeks. Yep, we got two, maybe a month, maybe a month, right? Before it fades into obscurity, what are we going to do with this? But what, what's what's coming? What's happening now is that police, that police, and I am. I love, I love the police. Shout out to our Lancaster police chief. Um, the police are probably being forced to be accountable. Mm. First of all. Second of all, this has sparked needed conversations to break the bondages of racism. Mm-hmm. And if anybody says, oh, racism is not a thing, you will lie. Big. <laughs> it, is breaking, it is breaking the bondages of racism in our country and it and, and has forced conversation and has forced change to happen. Y'all know I live in the third widest city in the country. I pastor a multicultural church
2: in the third whitest city in the country and Casanova I'm not to break any with you and again I'm not trying to flatter but the reason that so many find comfort in you is because you don't preach to one particular group what you you just said it like your message is I want to talk to you come in to hear me and I think that you know, again, in church, many people get pushed away because there's so much fierceness, or there's just one kind of thing that's talked about. And just like the Lancaster, as we were talking, you're like, I didn't ask for this. I don't think any of us ever do. We can't ever be ready for it. But the the the, the, the way I met you, the way you spoke in the MFA program about your revelatory poetry writing, it, it 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 draws people in, and no one ever feels excluded. I mean, it's it, it, it's 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 a rare quality to have in someone who is a minister and a professor and a poet and you know one of the one of the best people. I w- I won't go on for long, but for a while, Casanova was the one I called in a panic. On go- this, and we would, and I would be better, and every single time. I mean, again, it, it, that's not something that I know that I feel alone. I know other people do as well. You know, and it, it's, it's, the proof is in the pudding, and and you do so many things that, that bring people in from writing to music. You've kind of got the, the, the spiritual, uh, genres, um, pool of, of gifts <laughs> that you dive into, you know, every day. And and it's, and it's, it's something that even sitting here and invigorate it, it, it doesn't make me, you don't make people mad. You make people inspired to make something new happen. And like in the book of James, it says, look forward to trials and tribulations. And I do believe that, but I think God forgive me. There's another side of that, that once you accept those trials and tribulations, it also says that, you know, get in there and make it fixed. You know, get in there and make it better. There's an other side to that. Just don't expect, oh, well, bad things are going to happen. People take I think, take that too short-sightedly. And, and if I'm speaking wrong, you let me know, Cass. But it's like, you know, expect those bad things to happen. But you, God has given us people like you to help lead us in a peaceful way that we can all come together without fear of retribution and say, let's finally fix this. Right. Um is, is, is that the is that the kind of stuff, is that the message that you also have? I ain't letting you go yet because we need to talk about your music career. Is this some of the messages, some of the, the energy that you bring into your your new CDs? Uh
3: with the new C- with the new CDs, that was an interesting segue, Cliff.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I'm telling you, I'm getting pretty good.
3: With the with the new CDs, um it's it has the same vulnerability as the as the book does. Right. But it, it but it, it has the same book but it's palatable.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It's like you know, you get three when this is said and done, you'll have three experiences of a palatable, you know, the struggle look the part one, I'm gonna be flat out. I, I was going through um, when we recorded part one. You remember mm-hmm. that time. How was that time. How was, was it. I was going through it mm-hmm. during part one. And you can hear it. You can hear the lament. You can hear the God, I need you. I need the, like my favorite song on part one, CDs are songs from the journeys, parts one and parts two, those are already out. Part three will be out soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But part one, you hear like, you know, the surrender. I just want you. Um, Refresh, my favorite song on the entire CD is Refresh My Heart. Mm -hmm. The words, the words are refresh my heart so, so I can be pleasing in your sight. Renew my mind so all of my thoughts align to yours. Make me a holy tabernacle, yielded to your glory, pleasing in your sight. Make me a living testimony, a walking, breathing story of your power and your might. If that's not a, I need you right now, get me together. Mm-hmm. So part one speaks that that's it, the struggle was real. Part two, the, struggles, the struggle was over. <laughs> <laughs> and they were recorded six months apart Mm -hmm. those albums were literally recorded we recorded part one in February of 2019 released it in August of 2019 then recorded part two two weeks later Mm -hmm. two weeks after the release and part two is a celebration part two it's it's, I got through the struggle of part one this Mm -hmm. is what victory sounds like Mm And it is 98 minutes. It is 98 minutes of fire.
2: <laughs> and again, like, tell us where people can find this music. I know we've already told something it once, but if we're going to talk specifically about the music, tell people where they can get it.
3: You can find the music um, on any digital retailer, but you can also find it on Bandcamp. CGCreateLLC.bandcamp.com. Why am I telling y'all to go to Bandcamp? One, it helps artists. Two, <laughs> Does there need to be a two? two it? it helps the artist, no. <laughs> yeah. But three, you also, what I love about Bandcamp is that you all you get to see the progression of these songs mm-hmm. because there is stuff I recorded, but I will not release on Spotify. Right. There's Good. a whole session called worship. It's called the outpouring. It's a worship and word. Enc- I used to do this thing called worship and word encounters where we would do praise and worship for hours straight. Mm-hmm. Then, I would go, then I would turn around and preach. Mm-hmm. So there's there's something on there called worship awareness kind of the outpouring. That message alone is powerful enough. The message I break down Joel too like I broke mm-hmm. down like I broke it down earlier, but I break it down in a sermon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, but like having the music, hearing the music that led into that message, and there's a lot of stuff we cut. <laughs> So like you, so Bandcamp gives you that access, but you can find me any on any digital, any enter, any in in the world. You can find me. All
2: right, Casanova Green. Before we round this show out, is there anything else that you'd like to tell the crowd that uh, about what's going on? A message of hope, uh, some thoughts on how the world works, or you know how to make your family happy. Anything? I've given you a right, rate. What would you love to tell the group?
3: Ah, <sighs> so much. <laughs> um. In the times that we're in right now, I never, I, when I was preaching the message, something's happening, even when I was get, got the theme of something's happening at night full, full throttle, I never would have predicted what we're in right now. Something is happening. Something is shifting. And so at this point, you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to live in the things that do and be and where you are right now, or lean into the shift and see where the journey takes you, see where you're going to go next. Again, I did not see I don't ask for this. I don't want this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, God has a way of preparing you in the valley to help you climb that mountain. There are some things you, that people have wanted to do. There are some people who are, who are listening to this going, "I want to write that book." And I'm not just saying that to be to be all like woo, but it's real. There, there's literally there's literally people who are listening to this right now who have who have the book sitting on their computer and it's sitting in a pile and they haven't touched it open up that book and start touching it, you got time. There are artists who are like, well, I need to wait for a record deal. You got a Mac and a and garage band. Go handle business. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like there's people who are like, you know, I want people to hear my poetry. Record yourself reading your stuff. You have like, you know, and, you know, if if, if if no one wants to publish you, fine. Self-publish. You have to be if 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 you're feeling the shift, if you're feeling the lean in to get to where you need to go, this is the time to do it. And then when you do it, run with it. Run it. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about, oh, am I going to be financially successful? Honestly, if it's truly your passion, you release it without worrying about a dime. So run with it. Run with it. something's happening. Ignite full throttle. Go with it. Both
0: Cliff and I want to say thank you for spending your time with us. We also want to say thank you to Casanova Green for another great interview. You can find Casanova at truevisionlancaster.org and also at cgcreate.online. You can find Cliff Brooks at cliffbrooks.com. Also, southerncollectiveexperience.com. You can find me at michaelamade.com or World Poetry worldpoetryopenmic.com. Net. The music for this episode was provided by the fantastic Justin Johnson. You can find him at justinjohnsonlive.com. The goal of this podcast is to give you ideas and tactics that you can apply to your own creative life. And we go out of our way to try to bring you applicable things that you can apply right away. Until next time, remember to be courageous, do the hard work, Conquer your obstacles creatively. Learn to trust your heart, for it's easy to lose your path in this business of music and poetry.